1: hello everybody and welcome to the reload wow what a crowd what a crowd that we have today that was very cheesy regardless though welcome everybody to the reload episode number nine it's actually crazy to think about like we have already had nine different the reload episodes which is crazy it's awesome and i could not thank you guys enough for obviously for tuning in whether this is your first ever time Listening to the reload, or if it has been in fact your ninth time, I really, really do appreciate. But welcome everybody to the Reload by Prediction. I'm Landon Lando Sanders, and thank you for joining us today on the Esports Video Talk Show Network. You can find the Reload live every Tuesday at 12:30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv/slash Prediction Esports, as well as on YouTube and now on iTunes. Make sure to find all of our podcasts and shows there. We'll have links in the chat that can direct you there if need be. Prediction does offer you the chance to learn and converse on more in-depth subjects about all of the latest and greatest esports from NBA 2K to Overwatch to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and obviously to Call of Duty. We are expanding rapidly each and every week and feel free to let us know what games you guys would like to see us get involved with next. Get involved on social media. Tweet at us at pre Addiction, that's two E's involved in that one. But boy, do we have a interesting and a great show to talk about today. A lot of speculation kind of being involved. We're going to be talking on the Modern Warfare Alpha. Um, kind of my thoughts on that one, how we're looking at franchising next year, as this will be the title to be looking out for. Along with that, we've also got to be discussing the possible move of Skump to Team Envy, how that would work, the logistics behind it, etc., Um, and then we'll obviously be kind of talking on a few other things, kind of rounding out the, the franchise talk, because there's, there's a ton of different things to really kind of go over today in terms of ideal franchise locations, what spots were kind of announced. I know what yesterday Ogre 2 was announced to be joining, uh, Florida as the GM. So that's awesome to see. So there's a ton of different stuff that we can dive into, but guys kind of throughout the entirety of the show, feel free, right? Obviously if you're listening on iTunes, you can't, but if you're here on Twitch, type in the chat, let us know what your thoughts are on a certain subject. If I bring something up, uh, you know, feel free to get involved in the chat. I'd love to kind of hear your guys' thoughts on certain things. We can kind of get a few conversations going. But I do apologize to the folks on iTunes. Maybe sometime in the future, Apple will come up with a a process to, uh, to include a chat in some capacity, which I'm not sure how easy that would be. Uh, but maybe I'll, you know, I'll just start teaming people, possibly. But let's go and talk about the Modern Warfare Alpha, right? We got to play the 2v2 this past weekend. For those that don't know, there was an Alpha for Modern Warfare this past weekend. And it pretty much allowed for anybody uh, to play the game's new 2v2 gunfight mode, which you pretty much are able to play with a ton of different random variants for weapons. I mean, I think at, what, at one point there were five different maps that you could play on. Um And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, playing this particular mode quite a bit, for the most part. Uh, and this was the same game that I pretty much played at Champs, so there was nothing really all that uh, majorly different about it. Um, I will say the weapons felt really good. I thought there was a decent amount of recoil. However, for me, that isn't really... The major concern uh, I really that isn't kind of a major concern for me whatsoever. I think it's fine if the weapons maybe have more recoil than previously I don't really mind the the decent amount of change up that we're going to get Um, but the movement definitely feels heavy and that was something that I noticed whenever I was at champs That was something that I instantly kind of recognized was wow the movement feels a little bit different in comparison to other titles and I gotta say and in, in terms of movement in terms of The way the game works. I'm still not a fan of the leaning feature uh, Leaning for me is just not at all something that I want to be invested with um, And I want to hear your guys' thoughts as well in the chat and feel free Like I said, let us know on Twitter Let us know on every single social media that we're live on especially YouTube as well You guys get involved in the comments What your favorite weapon was? in the Modern Warfare Alpha, because I feel like I was the only person who was talking about the M13. The M13 did not move at all. It literally was like more accurate than the ACR back in MW2, which I do not say super willingly. It did not move, especially with certain attachments on it. Like I think there was at one point you had an ACOG type sight. Uh, You also had a suppressor on it. It did not move an inch. Uh, And with all the weapons and maybe how Crazy the recoil is in comparison to everything else. I thought that it was great. I, re- I really I thought that it was uh, by far for me at least uh, one of the if not the best weapon in the entire game, or at least in the entire alpha up to this point. But I also enjoyed rocking the MP7. I thought the AK was fun. Um, like I said, the m 13 I think for me, had to be the strongest. I don't think you can really label out or throw out another uh, answer that would be somewhat comparable. But uh, I also felt that snipers were somewhat hard to use, probably because I'm uh, I'm terrible at the game, uh, which which does kind of make a lot more sense if you really think about it that way. Um, but I thought the snipers were pretty fun. I kind of somewhat enjoyed the maps. Um, for me... In terms of what my favorite map was, I really don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I like Speedball. I was not a fan of Dox. Um, I forget a few of the other like exact names, but uh, I, I was not a big fan of Docs whatsoever, probably just because I wasn't good on it, but um, I, liked, I I kind of like the, the, the King one. I thought the King one was good. I got to play that quite a bit uh, when it came down to Champs. That was kind of like the go-to. I'm not a fan of the, I forget the jungle. Is it Pine? I think it's called Pine. Not a fan of that map whatsoever. Just based off the textures, based off the FPS issues. They kind of uh, kept rolling through. Uh, And in gym class, Danny says his favorite weapon was the MP7. I like that one. That was personally my favorite SMG uh, at COD Champs as well. A lot of people were kind of giving a lot of credit saying, oh, you got to try out the MP5. Oh, you got to try out this. I was like MP7 all the way. So I'm definitely with you on that one, Danny. But kind of getting out from this conversation and moving into the next one. Uh, there were a lot of people after the alpha was kind of in the midst of being played upon and these topics were thrown out again saying is modern warfare taking aspects from Rainbow Six. And I would respond with of course it is. Why why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they take things from their competition for those who don't know rainbow six fantastic game uh, i'm not like the biggest fan of playing it because you have to invest a lot of time into it so that's the way that i kind of look at rainbow six is it's a great game i think in terms of esports it's it's definitely kind of on the rise more it is a very strategic fps one that is obviously on console as well so i'm a big fan of that um but it wouldn't surprise me if that is what modern warfare's goal is to do we look at other games because this is This is like not, here I'll I'll, I'll roll back to that one, but this is not an uncommon thing for a developer or a game to try and take other aspects from their competition, it happens all the time. That's the way that everything works. So the way that I would respond to that question in terms of people saying, oh my gosh, this game is so similar to Rainbow Six, I can't believe they're taking this aspect, I can't believe they're taking this animation or the way that this gun works. Of course they are, of course they're trying to take similarities from Rainbow Six because they would be dumb not to. Not only the weight of how the character moves is similar, but the weapons, the way they recoil is similar, the the, the aspect of leaning is also very similar, which we've had leaning uh, previously when it came down to Call of the Dean Ghost. but still, even the idea of breaching doors, the list goes on, and what's crazy, and people don't realize this, what's crazy is that this isn't the first time that they have done that. This isn't the first time that they have tried to take an aspect from another game, more specifically, Rainbow Six. If you really want to go back and be super specific, they have done this before. Do we not remember the war mode back in World War II where people went crazy? This isn't me. This is when people went crazy. This was Reddit posts. These were people going out there and saying, I cannot believe that they are taking the way that you set up walls in terms of defense like how you do in Rainbow Six. Do we not remember that the war mode where the tank would start to kind of move forward? It's very similar to an Overwatch Rainbow Six crossover. Very odd. We've we've con- we've we've done the exact same thing this year. We've also labeled this as an Overwatch Rainbow Six type crossover. Which, goodness sake, it probably is. Um, so this isn't the first time that we've done stuff like this, and this won't be the last time that we also take things from other games as well. I act as if I'm a developer, but I, I, you kind of get the aspect of it. So like whenever that was out there, people went crazy. So I'm not surprised. I'm really not, I'm not surprised at all that we are seeing a ton of different things in Modern Warfare, this new engine coming out and we're starting to see similarities, the way that things work. And it, it, it's just not really surprising. And also if we want to be ultra specific on stuff, let's not forget what other FPS doesn't have a mini-map? Do we know what, what which one that is? Oh, that's right, Rainbow Six. okay we'll we'll move on at least in certain modes you you get my point we could go on for hours about how similar uh call duty is starting to become to a little bit of its competition because like i said it's just the way that it rolls it's not surprising it's not crazy uh and jim class danny also put in the chat said also remember alpha had no weapon attachments or perks that enhance the weapon and movement that is very true and i'm glad that you that he brings that up on the topic of modern warfare, the way that we got to play the alpha, um, just because obviously it is very similar to Rainbow Six, but at the same time, and this is something that I've also brought up too. So I'm glad that he, that Danny called this one out, is that movement isn't as slow as people are deeming it to be. So while it is similar to other games that we can throw out there, the the the, uh, the heaviness as well. You have also got to consider that we're not playing the full game, as well as we also only play two v twos. So I. For me, I don't know. It's just, for me, the, the experience of the Alpha, I really enjoyed a lot. I thought that it was great. I, I really enjoyed my time to play the 2v2, but I can't deem a real solid opinion on term in terms of, will this be the game? Will this be the future of COVID Esports? Is this a game that we're going to look look back on and say, wow, that was a that was a really good title. Like, I think we honestly will in Black Ops 4. I thought the Black Ops 4, I wasn't the biggest fan of playing it, um, to be honest. I've, I've loved every single Black Ops title, but uh, at the same time, though, this was probably my least favorite uh black ops title that we have had to date black ops 1 my favorite black ops 2 my second favorite black ops 3 my third favorite in terms of just black ops games so like i said i'm not really overall surprised um by this and i think that we may look back on this one black ops 4 and say wow we really had something special but will we say that about modern warfare who knows and i will say this too and i know i mentioned this and kind of addressed it earlier but i've, I've even seen a few people talking about this on twitter more specifically saying should we be worried that Call of Duty devs are taking things from other games. Should we be worried that they're taking inspiration from other games? No. Absolutely not. Not at all. If anything, it shows that they have an interest in their competition. The major problem, and I'm, I'm kind of rounding this back to what I was talking about earlier when, when it came down to Fortnite. The problem that I think a lot of organizations or games are running into is that they struggle to keep the longevity of of a viewer or a player in their game. The major problem Fortnite, I think, is running into is that they have no real competition to deal with as of this moment. Competition is great, getting back to that aspect. Competition is wonderful. The problem that Fortnite has is that they have no competition being at the top as of this moment, so that allows for them to run rampant with how they feel the game should work. I think, what, turbo-building was gotten, was pretty much removed today, which is crazy for me to think about. In terms of allowing everyone to have a great gaming experience, that can't work at the same time for eSports. So. Going from title to title, you should be happy as this is an ultimate sign of competition. Taking things from your competition is a very common thing in the world of media and the world of sport. It's not crazy. It's not absurd. And I think for me, this this ultimately makes sense. It's a brand new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed... Where I'm putting my money down on all the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire podcasters are using mybookie.com/slash Blue Wire to sign up this year. You can also use MyBookie to bet on the Call of Duty World League. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. I want to get on the idea of the mini map in terms of the mini map conversation. It worries me when we try and take away staples of the game. It starts to get in scary territory because Call of Duty is becoming somewhat stale, and that's just by the average person's opinion. It's becoming somewhat stale. The eSport is currently listed as what I would consider fragile. You move it around too much, you start shaking it a little bit and you start to break it. It's hard to take something away that has already been in the game since its infancy, right? We talk about the mini-map. It's not as if you're taking, rather bringing something in than taking it away. You're taking something out that has been in the game since the very, very beginning. And that's what starts to worry me a little bit more in regards to this, uh, is that this is such a staple of the game that everyone looks at as on the regular HUD. Like you just look at this always and it is a an indicator for how you maneuver yourself throughout the map. It's for me going to hurt, but at the same time, like I look at it this way. Instead of a, giving some signs of awarding skill to other players, um, this for me gets rid of that. It almost makes everybody run around as if they have to figure everything out. So I don't know if this idea of what they have labeled as try to get rid of the mini map as equaling out the average player. I think maybe in the beginning it'll be like that but as time goes on you pick up the game and you have no idea what's happening and I, if anything it's going to help players who grind more because they're going to learn the maps they're going to learn the spawns for the average player I think that is kind of like their their safety net their life vest for how they maneuver around the map is by having that around so I, I don't know I, I, like I said I know the mini map is still up in conversation it's not 100% out uh, or anything like that but I know it's not supposed to be in the 2v2 mode for my knowledge but it does worry me a decent amount but why is Call of Duty struggling the way that it is? Why is it at times having struggles? Why, why is it having struggles staying relevant? Why are we being super careful about what we take away rather than to experiment? The time for experimenting in terms of Call of Duty is beginning to run out. The reason why that is, is because of Call of Duty's yearly cycle. A benefit, yes, but at the same time, a major negative, not only just for eSports, but for the game itself what are games nowadays having success in doing what are the major draws for playing a game like fortnite which is starting to kind of go down a little bit but you kind of get my point what what are the major draws for playing a game like fortnite minecraft even right now wow classic they give you a game that you always have something to do the battle pass the idea of earning skins every day you come back to fortnite and there's something different positive or negative depending on who you are minecraft a simple formula but no matter what there is always something to work on wow classic we literally don't even get into this there's always something to do always something to work on always something to grind when it comes to call of duty the same formula has been so overused and hardly worked on that the sequence has started to run its course the call of duty cycle of a game every year that doesn't allow for much innovation or enough time to make the game it lasts for what four to six months Now, I'm obviously not saying I'm I'm not obviously a game designer, but the one thing that will dramatically help the game's life cycle and help make this year ultimately successful for me is the maps. Constant grinding opportunities, new game modes, etc. I think if they make the games competitive or rather the maps competitive, excuse me, that ultimately changes and makes the entirety of this game a lot more successful. There is a reason why Counter-Strike is considered one of the most competitive games of all time, the maps. Sure, the weapons are balanced, but that takes some time. But we don't consider how important the maps are. How useful is a basketball without a hoop and a court? How useful is a baseball when there's no bases or objectives? Maps for me will continue to allow the Call of Duty life cycle to live on for a successful first year for a competitor franchise. For me, this, this is interesting because I think the maps overall will help out the Call of Duty life cycle it'll make it competitive it'll make it fun and if there were to be a mini map you, you throw it out you throw it in whatever it may be I I think for me the maps are going to play crucial not just for Call of Duty's advancing life cycle but also for the first year of franchising I think that's a that's a massive thing to be thinking about I know it kind of involves a lot of different moving pieces but I think that that for me is the most important thing we talk about all these different subjects really if the game isn't fun there's a big problem for franchising so maps are the focus that is what my major spotlight is on the 2v2 mode doesn't really matter all as much for me the maps have to be good they can't allow for overpowered spots they have to be based on competitive in my eyes to a certain extent i'm not asking them to, to make everything competitive because obviously the competitive fan base is only a very small percentage in comparison to the regular fan base but at the same time the maps for me are going to be interesting Uh, and remember at TickPick get every ticket and rather no hidden fees along with it you can check out TickPick.com slash BlueWire for $15 off your first ticket again that's TickPick.com slash BlueWire and now Junkhead I actually called it out Junkhead 1324 says good maps equal a good cod I agree 100% with that statement I think that for me is one of the most important things to be discussing moving into a new title, moving into, uh, what should be a very important modern warfare and what could change the entire face of competitive because this year, like I said, it's a, it's a fragile year. It's an important year. A lot of questions going on. A lot of things that people are uncertain about. And I think if the maps, what, what you're kind of playing on that is is going to be the defining factor for a lot of stuff. Like I said, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to baseball, every other subject, there are so many things that people just don't take into consideration. It's a matter of, oh, well, how do the maps work? Or rather, how do the weapons work? How does this work? Are we going to have specialists? For me, specialists, everything would be totally different depending on how the maps work. Like I said, that's just the way that I look at it. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Let's go and move on to the to the next one. Maze's Realm. Shout up Maze says, uh, interesting takes. Can I get $15 off a ticket to Call of Duty in... Wait, what is that? Can I get $15 off a ticket to call into the show? Oh, I see. That'd be interesting, huh, Maze? I think we should work that out. I think we should. I think we should work out a way to uh to maybe have a few people calling in the future. I think that'd be great. Who knows? Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe you'll, you'll spark something new that could be uh something to talk about in the future. Let's go and move on, right? The overwhelming subject as of this moment, uh, people are talking about it. I've been seeing constant Reddit posts, Twitter threads, videos being made about this subject. The idea of Skump going to Dallas, in parentheses, envy. And we need to talk about this move some more because, like I said, there's been a ton of different reports from multitude of different sources claiming that Skump may or may not be on the move from Optic to another organization. Now, that organization, I believe, personally, this is my this is my personal take. The organization that I believe, in fact, uh, will be Dallas. That That is, for me, at least one of the targets. And I want to try and get in the same mindset as Scump for a second. Because you have to consider the way that he works, the way that his position is right now. And when you're in this process, too, you have to be mindful of of the future. You have to be mindful of your current position and what is going to make players, more specifically scump in this situation, want to go toward your spot. Because you know what? From my knowledge, a lot of these positions, a lot of these locations are nice. They're not always going to be based in the location that they're labeling it as. Um, so I think for me, it's important to get a good kind of flow going because location I don't think is as important as a lot of people deem it to be um, because a lot of these places, a lot of these locations aren't going to be where they say that they are. Um, so my recent experience, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and become Scump for a second. So this is his mindset as of this moment, at least what I think would be his mindset. So I'm going to kind of tap into that for a second. So my recent experience with organizations haven't been great. So what do I want? If I'm Scump, what do I want? And personally, I want a few things. I want a good team. Obviously, you want to win, right? Winning's always nice. I want good organization relations because obviously I haven't had that recently. I want some familiarity. It's not going to be easy, right? It's not going to be easy for me to get over to this position. It's not going to be easy for me to transfer over to another organization. So I want some familiarity with me a little bit. I also want, most importantly, stability, right? Stability, a lot of people don't evaluate that in esports. Stability is one of the most important things in the entire in the entirety of it because stability is not always guaranteed uh, in terms of being a pro a lot of pros are instantly kind of thrown out in the scene so having stability in some capacity with this prior experience is crucial so first of all we said a good team dallas what are you going to give me what are what are you going to put on the table that makes me just say oh i cannot dodge dallas as of this moment well dallas already has hook They loan Gunless, and they have very high odds that they may have them both moving into next season, which is crazy to think about. So if I am Scump, I'm thinking, really? Me? Hook? Gunless? That's already a good roster. That's already a really, really good team. I actually like the idea of that a lot. And for those who might be thinking, wait, Gunless, that's not a possibility now i know that luminosity has not been uh in the overall conversations of getting a franchise for next year I, I i still think it's in the conversation i still think it's in limbo but i think if there is an organization that has a great chance of getting him it was the team that previously had him on loan the team that he labeled as was a family as soon as he walked through the doors of the nvhq i think that gunless almost will be a lock and that is the reason why i mentioned that when envy loaned hook to splice they got Gunless from LG. That was a move for franchising. Did it make sense in terms of the title? No, but it wasn't meant to. It was meant to get them together in the future. I think that for me, that was a perfect move and that possibly could allow for Hook and Gunless to want to draw other major profile players. For me, that's what makes sense. So already you're thinking about three players. That's already a great move, right? You, Me, Hook, Gunless. Me being Scump in this situation. Next, what I want, if I'm scum, I want good organization relations, right? A brand like Envy, one of the few that has managed to keep the same identity. One of the few that has done franchising and investments correctly. Oh, that would be lovely. That would be wonderful to not have to deal with that. This is a brand that has a history in esports. This is a brand that I know that I can trust because I know a few people on the other side, which brings me next to familiarity. Oh, my good buddy Hastro. Man, it has been a long time since we have been together. A long time friend, a decade of history, a guy who used to be a pro himself. Also, he was the one that I went to when things at Optic started to go astray in the first place. Started to go astray in the very beginning stage. This is the guy that I went to back in Call of Duty Ghosts when Optic could not get me when I wanted. I wanted Nate shot out of there. And what happened? I went back... Rather, I went to Envy. Now, did he obviously go to Optic? Yes. But at the same time, you have to consider who did he instantly think about? The boys in blue. That was the first organization that he went to. So in terms of familiarity, he technically has been on this team previously. He has a very good history with Hastro. Lastly, most importantly, Skump Sand. Listen, I've had it rough. I have. This last year, this last year and a half has been one of the worst times in my life. I was not able to focus on competitive as much as I wanted. I was in the midst of moving. I was in the midst of maybe siphoning, changing up our roster a little bit. All I want is a spot that allows me to not have to worry about my contracts, not have to make me worry about my future as a pro. All I want to do is just play some Call of Duty. I just want to play some Call of Duty. I want to have some, uh, you know, some amazing moments and Should have bring this, you know, to particular location, this particular brand, a championship. Also, by the way, I did just buy a house, which happens to be in Texas, more specifically, Dallas. So in terms of everything we've talked about, I've got a really good team. If we can get Gunless on board, that would make it a lot better. Nicer for me, right? We've got Gunless, we've got Hook, we've got myself. And then who do we go for next? That's probably up to me. I'm probably going to be a major factor in that. Kind of a LeBron type situation when he goes to LA. He's involved with a few of the roster changes to that extent. At least that's what I would imagine that they would do. So I've got a good team. I've got great organization rela- uh, you know relations. I've got a brand that's previously worked in esports. They have a solid history behind them. I've got familiarity. Why? Because I've got Hastro on my side. I've also got maybe a few guys in the NV camp who I've previously worked with uh, to a certain extent. And most importantly, I've got stability. I've got a longtime franchise. I've got a brand who's done it right. And I've also don't have to move. I don't have to move an inch. All I got to do is just stay in my house. One that it took me forever to, to kind of get my, uh, to kind of get my feet into. And so I don't have to move. I don't have to move an inch. And now I've got a brand with me that makes everything that much simpler. So I think that there will be other targets. I don't think this is a hundred percent of a lock. I don't think this is one thing that is guaranteed, but I think for Scump, this has to be in your options. I, I, for me, all of those things that I listed out maybe are just a few that are rolling through the mind. Um, the Miner says, Skunk to Envy makes too much sense when you know who their coach might be. That's true. Uh, Mays says one thing individuals haven't taken into account that Hector may have a plan to get a team for Houston rebuild a brand. Who knows? I'm glad that Mays brings it up because that's exactly what I'm getting ready to lead into. So a few other targets that Skunk may be thinking about. First one for me after Envy or alongside Envy would be the overwhelming 100 Thieves, but they aren't currently labeled in to be a franchise for next season. Next, I don't know any details about that. Honestly, I really don't. I have no idea what Hunter Thieves' current spot is. I think depending on where they would be um, in terms of franchising, that has to be an option for him. Obviously, a great friend of all the guys on 100 Thieves. You've got a really good brand there. Obviously, he and Nate shots history together is great. So I think for me, 100 Thieves would be an ideal goal. However, they're not even in the conversation as of yet. They're not even guaranteed to be in. And speaking of brands that aren't guaranteed to be in, it's also important to see where... Hex goes, right? Where does Hector want to find himself at? Is he going to be in franchising for next year? Now, there is a rumor that's going on right now that he could be working alongside uh, with Lee Zybin, the man who purchased the Houston Outlaws from Immortals, who bought out Infinite Esports, the parent company in Optic Gaming. So this actually could have some legs to it, depending And I find it very interesting, uh, Lee Zybin, the man who purchased the Houston Outlaws, based on his Twitter, uh, reached out to a few high-level celebrities talking on how he can uh, maybe purchase a Call of Duty spot along with an Overwatch League spot. So obviously he has the Houston Outlaws. He's already based in Houston. He clearly is interested in Call of Duty based off of his Twitter, uh, which by no means is the most professional thing. So that could also be an option. But this could also be the Freedom Hex is looking for. This could also be a spot that will attract the current Optic players, one of those being Scum. So this could be somewhat of an indicator. And I think there's still a lot to be done, but I think right now, realistically, Envy is the best option. And at the very least, one of his targets. And I think for me, it's, it's very obvious. Like it's, it's incredibly obvious that this is the brand that everybody is looking at. This for me at this moment is the pinnacle. You have a brand that has been here since, the, since day one A brand that is backed by Hastro, who is considered to be one of the best people in all the call that he's seen. A great GM, someone who has done franchising right. And if you are coming from, and there's a lot of players out there right now who have dealt with the issues of organizations, either high level or low level. There was a lot of guys this year who I've even talked to who said, I just want some stability. I just want a brand where I don't have to worry about anything. This would be a brand where you don't have to worry about much. You don't have to worry about hardly anything for me, which makes a ton of sense um the minor says even 100 t players are wanting to join envy for next season uh mace came out and said agreed i think that 25 million is such an insane investment for little to no information about how the league will function yes the orgs and players have more info but fan bases are probably the most important of a successful uh, are part of a successful start to franchising. I agree with that uh, to a certain extent. Like I, said, I, I don't know all the details personally behind that $25 million price. I'd assume that came with the conversation as well. I, I assume that was a uh, a meeting of some sort that maybe gave them some more stability. But like you said, it, it is a lot to dive into, a lot for these brands to want to invest in. So that also kind of adds to the conversation of 100 Thieves, obviously Lee Zybin and Hector, are they planning to work out together? Or is Hector maybe thinking about joining a different brand? Maybe even the Boys in Blue. For me, that would make a ton of sense I'm saying it now. Possibly we'll be talking about that one uh, in the future. But I think right now, I'm kind of speaking quickly on the future of this NV lineup because that, for me, is one of the biggest factors of, in Scump's mind, okay, who are we getting? Right? Who, who are we thinking about getting? Right? Or talking more specifically on NV, We have Hook. What? Pharaoh, Ake, Silly, Decimate, and Assault are all, by definition, restricted free agents. I talked to, uh, to Decimate really quickly in DMs this morning. He did let me know that he is a restricted free agent right now. So all those players are... And this tells me that, that Envy currently is looking for a facelift. They want a total different rebrand. They are rocking out Hook and they want to go with this guy for the long haul, which is what I talked about. A lot of people said, oh, they're going to loan him displays. splice. They're probably going to go ahead and let him take uh, kind of like basically test him out a little bit, see how he works. And for me, it was like, no, th- there's no way they're doing that. There's no way they're getting rid-, rid of their franchise man, a guy who has played multiple FPSs on their organization. So, Imagine who they go for if they do lock down Scump. They do get Gunless off of that loan, along with who, who they already have. I mean, the possibilities are honestly endless. Like, you get a dedicated IGL. Do we get a, a young talented Slayer? Do we work on subs uh, to substitutes? By the way, uh, to improve Search and Destroy. Who do we look at? What do we look at for a coach? Who do we look? I mean, there's so many different things. To be kind of considering right now i mean do you look towards someone like tj but then again you have three kind of smg minded players i mean just imagine tj and and uh, and hook alongside each other Scump kind of in the mix maybe uh, there's so many different things you can kind of look at maybe you look toward Dashy, an incredible ar talent alongside gunless which would probably blow my entire mind do you look towards simp do you look toward octane our i mean is united going to be involved there are so many different possibilities and so many players who if you tell me we have Scump we have hook and we have gunless are going to only want to go to the brand you could consider if everything was a clean slate nobody had any players this would probably be the preferred brand of choice as long as hunter thieves aren't in the or rather don't have their hat in the ring as of yet like i, said, I think there's so many options and i think if they got those three players to start they instantly become a fan favorite Instantly, Most popular pro in the world, along with two unbelievable talents, the the future of Call of Duty Esports uh, and Gunless, who I think will be a future Hall of Famer along with Hook. I know we don't have a defined Hall of Fame, but I kind of have it in my mind, but they're, they'll probably be there soon. Um, and people also don't realize the worth that Skump has in his brand. Like we kind of forget about it a little bit. If you are a dedicated... Call of the esports fan you just think oh yes yeah, come like you know it, cool he's on optic right i mean that makes sense obviously a really big brand but you kind of forget the fact that he is the most popular player in all of Call of the esports literally he is the brand and that is what franchisers are looking for whenever i brought up at the beginning of the year how important it is for players to grow their brand throughout this season it was because of franchising if you had the same and equal skill to a player as you but you have a brand or he has a brand they're going to choose the brand guy right they're going to go for the face as i have labeled it over someone with skill or even if you're close they're going to go with someone who has more to offer a bigger arsenal in terms of what they can provide this organization which may is correctly called out is worrisome because you don't have a whole lot of guarantees so you're really rooting on having a fan base which in turn brings you sponsorships or you know vice versa those work in tandem together so like i said i think it's going to be really important i'm curious to see what envy kind of has in mind but i think for me at least this makes sense. This makes total sense for Skump to want to try and go over to Dallas. He's based here, and I know I kind of covered it already, but I think for me, that is the overwhelming conversation to have right now, as I think that is the organization that everyone wants to go to right now, because we still don't know about 100 Thieves. We still don't know about FaZe Clinton. We still don't know uh, about what is going on right now with Lee Ivan and, and Hector, if they're trying to work something out with that one or not. But uh, still, the only guaranteed is envy in my mind right now for Skump. Um, also, really quickly, before I do close out the show, I want to give a huge shout-out to Ogre2. The, the Florida franchise has picked him up as the GM. I know I talked about that at the beginning of the show today. Massive shout-out to the GOAT, FPS man himself, Ogre2, for being uh, the GM there, previous GM of Reciprocity. So congratulations to him. Really excited about uh, about that opportunity and, and for uh, the future announcements that we're going to see. But, guys, I really do appreciate you all for coming in. I know what, last week, uh, we were talking about how we had an hour long show and I think it ended up being like an hour and 10 minutes. So, uh, make sure if you guys haven't done so already as prediction is talked about right in the chat to give us a follow here on Twitch, follow us here on twitch.tv slash prediction esports. Give us a follow as well on Twitter, uh, at prediction. And also feel free to follow myself at Lando as well. It was a fantastic show today. We covered some very interesting subjects right? we talked about the modern warfare alpha, how the future of that could possibly involve, uh, when it comes a franchising next year, but the keys are possibly for Call of Duty Modern Warfare or just Call of Duty in general to continue its life cycle, which also is probably more of a negative, but I still feel like there are possibilities to keep the game afloat, to make it an exciting title for years to come and to make it an, an exciting title for the first year of franchising, which I think is way more important than a lot of people are, are kind of giving... Hit credit for but uh like i said guys if you haven't done so already if you're listening to us on itunes we greatly appreciate it uh feel free to leave us a rating and also feel free to check us out right the the, the reload is live here every single tuesday at 12:30 p.m eastern time so make sure if you did miss out to come around and join us in the live chat and get involved and like I said, guys, thank you so much uh, for catching us, for uh, for watching the Reload today. Uh, VOD's YouTube videos will be uploaded as well. Like I said, you can feel free to check us out on iTunes, but that's going to do it for me today. I greatly appreciate everyone, from, everyone for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.